Hey everyone, top model expert Shea Coulee is in the house today. We are keeping it on the family and we are catching up with my daughter, Bambi Banks Coulee. We are going to be checking in to see what she is wearing and how many times she has had to model through it. Stay tuned. Forever. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shea Coulee, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. How's it going today? We chatted with Bambi on Monday about some of our favorite photo shoots of Cycle 2, and we're going to keep chatting with Bambi today on what she's got going on in Chicago. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I am so excited to just have, like, a little moment to catch up and kiki with my girl, my my second daughter from Maison Coulee, and see what she has been up to. So, ladies, without further ado, please help me welcome back to Wanna Be On Top, my daughter, the one, the only, Miss Bambi Banks Coulee. Hi. Hi, girl. Hi, welcome back. What's going on, guys? Um, thanks for having me back. I'm so happy to be here. I didn't know there were two episodes. Um, this is a dream of mine to be one of your guests on Wanna Be On Top. It's one of my favorite shows out today. Um, yes, baby girl. Double your pleasure. Double your fun. And it has shaped me as a young performer. I mean, it absolutely has. It's just, like, there's so many, I feel, like, important life lessons that, like, we have been able to take from Top Model and apply to our careers that I just feel like it's so important as fans and as people who love the show and have been inspired to it to to keep that energy alive and to consistently um, talk about it. So I'm going to ask you, Bambi Banks Kule, what is your very first memory of Tyra Banks? Uh, um, my very first memory of Tyra Banks was definitely like I was introduced to Tyra Banks through Top Model. I think my first season was season two. Um, my parents watched it um, religiously after that for years. And once they fell off, because, you know, I don't know, my parents were doing parent things. Um, I continued <laughs> to watch America's Next next top model all the way up until the i believe the short season that i kind of fell off and then i came back because you know i'm loyal yeah 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 so it's 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 actually it's actually really interesting to know what um a big cornerstone america's next top model had in your family because it does explain like um in our episode on monday when you talked about your dad beating your ass for sneaking in your brother's room to watch that finale absolutely uh to see danny get get crowned you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's all full circle it's all it's all in there you know what i mean yeah was absolutely it was it because he was mad you didn't wait to watch it with him 
I mean, I think that was part of it. Also, part of it was, you know, the, de- the defiance and um, the, you know, outsmarting him because there was another TV less than 10 feet away from where I was grounded. <laughs> <laughs> you know? did, you have a, did you have a TV in your room? Yeah, we all, we literally okay, so then they all took it, had TVs did, in our rooms. Okay, so then would they just take the TV out or what, or, or, or would they leave the temptation of the TV being in your room and just you were not, they just couldn't see that blue light coming from underneath your door? I believe they used to just take our cable box out. Because this was Uh, around the time that everybody had, like, separate cable boxes. mm -hmm. So, um, I think they just used to take the cable box out because the TV would still be there, but I couldn't watch it. It was hard out here in these streets for a kid who, you know, who was just so fun, full of life. Um, (laughs) That's how I like to describe it. They like to say that, you know, I didn't listen. But... um, (laughs) I think it was just, you know, I was more creative, you know? Yes. I, I, I had too much going on for these girls. They couldn't keep up. And yeah, hello. Just out there, <laughs> just forging your own path, you know? It's babe. like, I'll read you and the teacher. It's nothing. Tia. <laughs> Tia. As there's definitely been some students and some teachers that I read in those days. Bless them. And it's Bless also, them. I think, having a mother as a teacher that teaches you the the fine line you can cross and not cross when it comes to speaking to teachers. Uh-huh. By the time my little brother got to high school, it was perfection. Like, he was terrorizing his high school teachers. It's so, <laughs> <in his> <laughs> so you grew up in Houston, Absolutely. (laughs) And so after Houston, did you move directly to Chicago? I did. I moved to Chicago for school, um, Go Blue Demons, um, and ended up staying here. I had a plan to, like, move, but then I found drag right before I could do anything. And it kind of, like, you know, got sucked into that world and have been doing it ever since. Rockin' Shite Town, period. Hey. um, So where where were you planning on moving after Chicago? Um, I think I was either going to move back to Texas or L.A. I, and the only reason I, like, uh, was going to move to either of those places is because I can't really do weather. Um, mm-hmm. I was born without weather. I, I don't care if you like seasons. That, that has nothing to do with me. Your Midwestern, like, chili that you are so fond of around Christmas, that ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't know what seasons are. It is sunny on Christmas where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? I could ride my bike. I could, you know, ride the scooter that I just got that day. (laughs) (laughs) But for some reason up north, we go up for snow and I don't get it. It's so inconvenient. Snow, snow is very inconvenient. Snow is very um, overrated. Snow, yeah. As someone who's grown up in the Midwest my whole life, like I am literally just like I know I'm getting to like a place in my life where I'm just all like, oh my god, this like damn, this damn. When I tell y'all, I was hyped for snow. Like it was like next level for me because I had never really experienced like a real snowfall until I was like 18, 19 years old. And I was walking to my little class. It takes this little seven-minute walk. Bitch, by the time that walk ended, I hated snow. My my relationship with snow <laughs> went that fast. It was crazy. And it makes me think also um, of, like, the top model uh, challenge in season one where right off the bat, they do the J-Lo swimsuit 
uh, uh, challenge and they put the girls out in the freezing cold on that New York rooftop mm-hmm. because they're all like, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? Like, extremes. That is modeling. You have to be ready for these extremes. And and on the other side of the token, I remember, because uh, I, I talk about it too, my love for Australia's Next Top Model. And they had an episode where they flew them out to Dubai and they had to model winter fashion in a hundred and like five degree weather. And bitch, it was sickening. It was sickening. It was sickening. These these girls in in, in full on coats, like leather skirts, tights, boots, gloves. One almost did. They had these big beehives and they were like carrying these baskets of fruit through the desert. And I'm like, that's a, that's, that's a vibe. That shit's a vibe. I love it. It was a look. I love it for the concept. I hate it for their health. <laughs> what top models do what they got to do? That's why they true. get paid the big bucks to risk That's their true. health. That is you true. Know. But you have um, the right idea. Snow is not the vibe. I left the snow too. It's not cute. I mean, yeah. now I'm vibing. You know, I think you just got to have to get used to it. Just get numb to it. Um, but as a young Texan, it was very shocking. It was very jarring. Um if those shoes were supposed to be worn by a beautiful woman, she should have left them on the rack. Speaking of jarring, uh, I'm 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 imagining you as a top model contestant, and if you could think of what would be the most jarring makeover for yourself to experience to come out with on the other side, like. What would that look like? Like what? Like if someone turns you around in the mirror, right, and you're just all like, ah, ah, like what? What do you feel like that would look like for you? It doesn't exist. I look great in everything, every hairstyle, every fashion. No hair, all hair, baby. I can rock it all. I know for a fact that my cut, like in my like, in my head, I get this this the Shalisha. I can't say her name. Salisha. Salisha. <laughs> I get the Salisha, but in platinum blonde. Oh, okay. So they're like, like rock this like delightful kid from down the lane look. <laughs> and show us you can serve it. But like, you know, Tyra likes to do it with a twist. So I know she would like really just fuck me up. She would give me blonde hair and blue eyes. And she'd be like, give me what the colonizers <laughs> couldn't. <laughs> See me, like, I... Oh, wait, I was thinking about what would be jarring. Um, I mean, I would love to say that I could just, like, rock anything. But, okay, I'm just going to go with, like, what my ideal, like, run uh, runway makeover would be. Um, I would like to have, like, 50-inch... Super duper 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 micro mini braids, like Ooh. like the Erica Badu love of my life mini braids, like yes. like that, like like down like to my like mid thigh, like that Your head would me. hurt so much. Oh my so god, much. I love it. I wouldn't be able to hear anything at judging because my head would be throbbing, <laughs> throbbing. so fiercely. Yeah. <laughs> I live for that. I wasn't ready for the braid part. <laughs> like mm. really the, the micro braids, the, 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 like, the teeny teeny ooh. teeny teeny. Like she, I I actually started my makeover challenge two days before the other girls to give them enough time to braid my hair. 
Yes. And it's, you have three people working on your hair. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it shows. I feel like, okay, I thought of, of one that would be really jarring. If she got, if I like got like the Tweety Bird, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like a tuft of hair sticking out right here. I might be a little thrown off. <laughs> oh, but yeah. No, I'm, I'm I would rock that. it and I would be fierce. Would you ever slick it down? Would you ever like give yourself oh, like little finger waves baby. with it? I'm like, I'm trying to like gel it, curl it. Yeah, I'm imagining the finger waves. I'm, I'm trying like, to that... give it like, it's going to be art. It's going to be sculpture. It's down. Yes. Okay, we are going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we are going to chat some more with my daughter, Bambi Banks Kool-Aid. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Speaking of makeovers and makeup and like makeup lessons, a lot of people don't know this, but the first time you and I were ever in a room together was when I was doing a drag makeup tutorial for the DePaul um, um, theater makeup class and you were one of the students that was in that demonstration i actually okay what's crazy is that i wasn't even a student in that class like (laughs) i I literally that was like i think you were teaching like the the advanced makeup kids of like the year under me or something like that and i actually got invited to that class to come and see you paint because the makeup uh head knew that me travis fierro and like two other students were like very interested in drag we used to run like the uh fundraiser drag shows at our school and stuff like that and so, yeah, that I met Shea Coulee and Carrie Coon the same day. That was so much fun. <laughs> that was yes. like a crazy I, day for me. <laughs> I remember the day that you uh, sent me that picture uh, that somebody had took, and like there you it's, are sitting in, in the background magazine. with your little, your like peach blouse, and then you're matching like little peach, little like wrap up, like little tied like head knot on the top. I said, "Come on, coordination, girl." I they said dress nice today because you will meet somebody. Um, who is like really cool who's gonna give y'all like advice i went to acting school if you guys didn't know so (laughs) um so like that morning we were supposed to meet with um carrie coon and her husband and like i don't know her husband i know he's very famous and i know that he like runs something in chicago and that y'all are gonna smite me when y'all when y'all hear this (laughs) because white people go up for this man but i literally didn't know who he was i only knew who carrie coon was because she was in my favorite show yeah absolutely the leftovers if you haven't watched it please get into that it is the moment um and when i say like i hyperventilated twice that day (laughs) (laughs) i was like i think i still have that shirt like that shirt's a good omen bitch honestly that the the depaul uh building is really nice so it's it has a really open um um floor plan so i feel like it's a really nice place to hyperventilate and a lot of natural light you know you will experience some trauma there so they do make some space for you to you know experience that privately um, there are a lot when of when you pay that much to go there, they should definitely provide accommodations for all traumas. Absolutely, there are lots of closets to cry in. There's mm-hmm. <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot of sobbing room and a uh, space for dramatics. What? So. It, because that just made me think. Um, what is the okay? And I want to contextualize this a little bit. 
uh, just in in your experience of being like a performer in entertainment, whether it's in school or whatever, what is the weirdest place that you have cried um, when <laughs> when really just dealing with um, a lot of anxiety or or just like ego death or just like any kind of trauma from being a performer? What is the weirdest place that you've had to excuse yourself to to go and cry? <laughs> so it's like funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time because <laughs> it's never funny when you have to go hide and cry. <laughs> so um, I I was like like I've always been like kind of like a workhorse kind of person. So when something traumatic happens to me, I kind of just throw myself into my work, right? So um, my grandma had died like my junior year of school. And that morning, she lived with us at this time. So that morning I saw her, told her that she loved her. She went in for surgery. She ended up dying. My mom makes my brother come pick me up from school. I usually just go from one practice to the other or from one rehearsal to the other, from school rehearsal to like outside of school rehearsal. And I had to come home. She told me that my grandma died. And then I, she was like, do you want to still go to rehearsal? And I was like, um, it's like tech week. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I want to still go to rehearsal. Like, I'm not going to let the whole cast down, mom. Like, what are you talking about? Um, they need me. But like, it was still like hitting me. And like, obviously I wasn't like a hundred, like at this rehearsal. And at this one part, this is, I'm, I'm doing cats by the way. So uh, oh, at, mm-hmm. at one point we're like hiding in this box right before the uh, Jenny Any Dots number. And I was one of the people that she like rolled on. Cause like she like rolls on three uh-huh. cats at one point. And I was in that box uh, sobbing <laughs> <laughs> before I had to come out. <laughs> and, like, like, it, Cause it just like hit me like at that moment. Like, I don't know why in this box. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but, like, the box is also, like, in the middle of the stage. Because if you know Cats, like, the set, like, it's just, like, one big wall with a bunch of, like, trap doors in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, just hiding in this box in the middle of this set, like, sobbing. And then you hear, but when the day is hustle and bustle is done. And that's, like, I'm supposed to come out. <laughs> <laughs> very traumatic experience but if i had to like have a traumatic experience uh in a musical cats is definitely one of them that you can hide on stage in mm-hmm. so i'd be down and also like there's a lot of fierce dance numbers so you can really dance it out you know what i'm saying yeah 100 <laughs> percent. have you ever had a moment in your your um performance career where you've ever had to truly um model through it Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I have <laughs> I have had multiple experiences, like specifically in drag. Uh oh no, actually, if we even go back to acting back when I was at DePaul, I did this play where I had to be on stage the whole time because I was one of the main characters. And it was the first show, and one of the costumers left a safety pin in my costume but there was no way to get it out. And this was like a very convoluted three-piece suit with like sunglasses, hat, and two canes and tap shoes because oh, no. I was a humbug that tap dance. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, it, there was like fur like around the wrist and ankles of the costume. And apparently one of the pins was stuck in there. Uh. And so I had to like go through this whole show being stuck in the back of my calf. <laughs> <laughs> while trying to like tap dance and also be sassy at the same time um, <laughs> that was one time I modeled through the pain I also like now that I've gotten older and like you know I like I used to, I 
I, I'll say I'm a stunt queen. I still stunt boots. Um, but like when you're being a stunt queen, you have to be safe because when you land a certain way, like certain shit will go out of whack. So like my knees are prone to like just jumping out of the socket if I don't land properly. Um, and this one time I was performing this like loud ass Rico Nasty song in Houston at like Pearl Bar and I accidentally stepped on the back of the DJ booth with these like heavy ass boots wrong and like totally twisted my ankle and hit my knee for it to pop out. And so for the rest of the song, I sat on the speaker and served them lip sync, period. <laughs> I said, you're getting this rap from here because yeah. like, y'all not gonna say i didn't perform i get the performance of my life sitting on that speaker pitch down <laughs> no definitely oh gosh i'm like there, there's like so too many to count and i and i feel like as performers such a big part of our job is being able to um overcome for all those little obstacles which is you know something that we're we're kind of taught anybody you know is kind of taught as a performer to to just kind of like learn how to do and to almost try and like seek out well i mean like in a more in a more um what's the word i'm looking for i don't even have it uh, like philosophical way and the way that we approach, you know, and the way that we approach uh, acting and such forth and such as is that, you know, like how in life we all have obstacles. And so it's something that you're always trying to like overcome and like, how do you find the right tactics to do that? So, you know, especially for those moments that you don't see coming, those obstacles that you don't anticipate, um, it's always interesting to see how one can perform and or slash model through it. Are there any, Bambi, top model moments or mantras that you feel, any Tyra-isms that you feel have, like, helped you in your life? Any advice that Tyra gave the girls that you're like, dang, that reads really true to me in my life as a performer? Um, Water off a duck's back. No. um... (laughs) Which you guys should absolutely listen to. Hi, Jinx. Jinx Monsoon's new podcast on the Mom Network. It is absolutely amazing. And uh, yes, you should go and check it out. Some great conversations. Um, I feel that some advice that Tyra... Hmm, I don't know. I honestly don't know if there's any moments where because like you know a lot of her advice changes over the years you know she was learning Mm -hmm. with us yes like any parent any 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 person you know learning so i won't i won't know if i would say that um tyra has said well obviously she said multiple things you know smize learned how to like hold your neck up all these things that like teach you basically how to you know have presence within a room um I think has been very helpful to me personally um but something that has always stuck with me and that I could I could never forget that was an iconic moment that I know she doesn't like to talk about or you know bring up but the be quiet Tiffany moment <laughs> I think we're gonna have to start a drinking game for this podcast for the be quiet Tiffany because it is the one I feel it like is, it is the moment because it really gave you that look into Tyra because you know she's all about being relatable but that was probably the most relatable Tyra has ever been <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> 
like has ever been. It's like the the whole facade of like <laughs> of like being that present Tyra, that that person who's like perfectly presentational, all times presentational, just cracked. <laughs> and it was Tiffany of all people. It was Tiffany. She wanted Tiffany to win so bad. She wanted Tiffany to win so bad. She said, "We were rooting for you." Um, I would say that my uh, the Tyra. Um, lesson that I really hold near and dear to me um, would be in season four um, when she said, you know, you can have the burger, Kenya. Just take the top bun off. And that for me has always been something that really keeps me going. Oh, Tyra. Look, look, once you get older and that metabolism starts to slow down, you will realize that you don't need that that top bun. And on that note, I just realized that there is a burger on my counter with the top bun on it that needs to be removed. We will be right back. <laughs> Thank God I was able to get that bun off the top of the burger before the carbs were able to soak in. I feel so relieved. Thank you so much, Tyra, (laughs) for always keeping me accountable. Obviously, we are back. And as always, we are going to play my favorite game. What are you wearing? Okay, so how this works is we're going to give you a scenario and you're allowed to pull anything you want from the pages of Vogue magazine to the clearance bin at Goodwill to imaginary pieces that you see in your mind, all to create an iconic look for this hypothetical scenario. Are you ready for the challenge? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that sounds fine. Okay, so... Anna Wintour is hosting a ladies' luncheon for all of her favorite Twitter mutuals to get together and spill the tea. I was invited, but I have fallen ill after a bad reaction to some Popeyes I ate the night before. Anna would never forgive me if I were a no-show, so I need you to go in my stead. It is currently 9 a.m., and the tea is at 1 p.m. You have to make it to Manhattan from Brooklyn with enough time to make a quick stop at Neiman Marcus with a personal shopper that I have set up for you. Bambi, what are you wearing? Fuck. Okay. Um, so I'm Shea Coule now. <laughs> yeah, that no, was you, my question. Are, no, you are. Going you are no, 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 you, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. I'm going as Shea Coule. This is well, my there you Shea go. That's your fantasy. Do it. This is my Shea Coule snatch game. I'm going to fool in a winter. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm thinking we're wearing a short bob with a turf full bang. We mm-hmm. don't want that. We don't want it to be. I want it to be cool with the V. I'm gonna look like a super villain. Yes. Like short, short. Mm-hmm. Because Anna's gonna live for that. But it's also a baby shower, but it's also Anna Wintour. So she's more Oh, it's just it's not a baby shower, it's just a luncheon for all her Twitter mutuals to just like get together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a luncheon for the Twitter mutuals. And we're going to be messy. So I'm mm-hmm. definitely gonna bring black because you don't know how messy it's gonna get. So I'm thinking mm. something like very very tight here at the waist but very um how you say <laughs> <laughs> whatever that is. 
I wanted, I, to, I wanted to jut out from the brazier. You know what I'm saying? But yes. not, in a, not in a Madonna Cone way, in a more um, Manila Tusk way. You know what I'm saying? I want an interesting shape with a Mugler like necklace. Oh, okay. I see where mm-hmm. we're going. We're going very Sevilla up mm-hmm. in here. Mm-hmm. You really mm-hmm. are going for the whole super villain. Yes. Well, okay. I am Shea Coulee, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love. And it's not complete without a pleaser, but not just any pleaser, a custom pleaser um, with the uh, goldfish inside. It is a live goldfish, but not just any goldfish. It is a black dyed goldfish oh. so that you can see the gold under. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I see that. I see that. Mm-hmm. With matching earrings. Gorgeous. Oh, so are the fish in the earrings? Yes. They're bad. Oh, oh. You have to feed your earrings. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, with a bob, you absolutely 100% have to feature like an earring moment. So that is is actually really important. Mm -hmm. And as Um, a super villain, it fits that you're abusing fish for your look. Oh, absolutely, babe. Animal cruelty around here. Okay. Oh, my God. What was that? Uh, (laughs) Like, oh, gosh. What was it? Never mind. My my mind is blanking. Um, <laughs> Who else is going to be at this party? Who else do you think is um, Anna Wintour's Twitter elite? Oh, oh, who mutuals? are you? Who are you going to specifically trying to beef with at this luncheon, Bambi? Ooh. As me. So who who are you going to create beef with as me at this luncheon? I think the most iconic beef that you could get in is with the Migos. So I'm going to go for the Migos. <laughs> yeah. I think Quavo is the weakest one, so I'm going to go for Quavo. <laughs> Would the fight end with Why do I live the for the Why do I live for the beef with the Migos? I'm that like, would yes. be sickening. It's like the it, all the elements are there. All the elements uh-huh. are there, and then like mm-hmm. also it would just shoot you into stardom. <laughs> Absolutely, I would be car- on Cardi's radar at that point. Absolutely, know. Cardi already knows who you are. She would be so. talking shit, and then she'd be like, "Wait, I kind of fuck with that bitch. Hold on, but she's kind of sickening, right? Like, she's like, wait a second, wait a second. She was just like, all like track. Do we do it? She's like, I hate her, but I'm going to steal some of these looks. These are cute. <laughs> Shay, what, two questions. One, what did you eat from Popeyes that gave you food poisoning? And two, what were you going <laughs> to wear before you got sick? Absolutely. Um, okay, so what I ate from um, Popeyes that um, gave me the upset stomach was the, um, the tenders. It, it, was, it was the tenders. Um, normally do the sandwich, but I decided to switch it up, and that that was my downfall. Were they sold um, out of the sandwich? Um, yes, yes, they were sold out, and I said, you know what, I don't want to, I don't want to make a fuss. I'm not like I'm not, you know, that high maintenance. I'll just take the tenders. I just want my chicken. Um, and what I was planning um on wearing to the luncheon before I got so sick was um I was going to wear Christopher John Rogers collection number five floral print oversized blazer and pencil skirt with a bob. But I was like, not a typical heavy, sleek um, Anna Wintour bob. I was going to do a um, micro crimp textured blown out Lady Gaga uh, fame monster bob. Mm-hmm. So basically the same thing I was wearing. But elevated. N- but 
But no, no, because you were going black, you were going villain. I'm going Christopher John Rogers floral approachable, but with camp hair because I want to make the hair camp. And then Scaparelli sunglasses, the gold-plated sunglasses with the eyeballs in them so that I can like be looking at people and not really be looking at them, but always Mm -hmm. be giving them side eye. Mm -hmm. So basically, you want to wear exactly what I said I was going to wear because you're copying me. Um, okay. Uh, I think words you're mean actually things. being her. I, oh. I think that we got it flipped <laughs> somewhere. And like in the long run, it's really Shea Coulee impersonating me, impersonating her, impersonating. I, well, I feel like me. us both desi- deciding to wear suits to a luncheon isn't groundbreaking. Um, it definitely has been done before. Huh. Um, and because it's Anna Wintour's luncheon, everyone's wearing a bob. True. Even even the Migos, they're wearing bobs too. Well, the Migos, yeah, their bobs growing out of their scalp. So, uh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. They had they had Tokyo Styles come in, get them all fitted for their units, and they all got graduated bobs. Can I say off the record or on the record? I don't really care. I <laughs> think that Quavo looks like the Babadook in some pictures. Have you seen Quavo? I'm you... not going to disagree with that. Like when he wears his glasses, it's giving me like a little Bob and with the grill. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But the Babadook also has a Bob, so it's a Bob luncheon now. Hey, you, it's a very Bob Babadook. And look, if you guys really do feel like um, Quavo does look like the Babadook, please write into us at beontoppod at gmail.com and let us know what you think. We're, we're really interested uh, in hearing that. If I were going to make it to this luncheon and I were going to start beef with someone, the person that I would want to start beef with would be Glenn Close. Um, and I say that because I feel like I would actually not mind um, catching them hands. Like, I actually feel like Glenn Close could throw them hands and I wouldn't mind it. Like, and I feel like um, it would do a lot for my career. It would do. It would really do a lot for my career to to get slapped by Glenn Close like that. I'm, you know, like how many people can really say that? So and 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 yeah. And I know that she. I know. I know that Glenn Close is about that life. I just know. And so that's why I would really want to. I would. I would really want to start some beef with her. I feel like the 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 moral of the story is is that. Um... This luncheon is not only a Bob luncheon, but a luncheon of villains. And it truly could be the bad girls club that we've all been waiting for. Yes, like Oprah has the Legends Ball and Anna has the Villains Ball. The Villains Lunch. Yeah, absolutely. I think that if this was a filmed ticketed event Mm. um, and we somehow incorporated Tiffany Pollard... This could be iconic. I think we've created the most iconic, like, you know, party to ever exist. Look, we have some connects at Vogue. I'm going to see if we could talk to their people and see if their people could talk to the people who talk to Anna's people and see if we can get that luncheon on and pop in. Absolutely. Let's do it. I'm very excited to meet the Migos. 
I'm excited to uh, meet the Migos as well. Bambi, uh, that is all the time that we have for today. Did you have fun? I did. Thank you so much for having me on yet another episode of Want to Be on Top. Um, (laughs) Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Yes. And please, 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 please tell all of our listeners where they can find you. Oh my God, y'all can find me, you know, everywhere at Bambi Banks Kool-Aid, but specifically on Twitter because they only let you have 15 characters for a name. It's It's Bambi Banks. And uh, y'all can find me on YouTube at Bambi Bakes, which is my cooking show where I cook, you know, cannabis treats with my friends and do little interviews. And it's a lot of fun. We're serving 70s looks and teaching y'all about the war on drugs. So come through. Hello. It is a really great show. It is super fun. And those recipes will really get y'all um, turned up if you're in the mood to do that. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Wanna Be On Top. And if you have any top model facts, questions for me, Maxwell, our guests, or you just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Remember to subscribe to Wanna Be On Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Coulet. And I'm Maxwell Esposito. And as always, the question remains, Wanna Wanna Be be On on top? Top? Want to Be On Top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. Forever To listen to Want to Be On Top? ad-free and Monday early sign up for forever dog plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus make sure to follow at forever dog team and at mom podcasts on social and rate and review wanna be on top five stars on apple Podcasts. yes bitch i said five stars on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts Wanna Be On Top is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom, hosted by Shea Coulee, produced by Maxwell Esposito, editing and sound design by Will Pitts, executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 